Greetings friends around the world. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Bob News Prophecy Channel. Today I'd like to talk about dealing with financial worries. If you look at the news, you'll see that there are various budget crises in the West. Uh, the United States' latest budget deal still ends up increasing its debt. You see stock market fluctuations. Over in Europe, they're discussing how they're going to implement some kind of a banking union, yet they're already having issues in the Eurozone with their whole currencies and everything else. Uh, many people are unemployed. Many people are not sure how to deal with a lot of things that's coming up. Now, various ones have proposed solutions. Some people believe that the solution is to basically uh, buy a lot of gold and figure that, that uh, that's going to protect you. And it may compare to some things, but not too long. Uh, others think that we're going to see a global currency reset where uh, there's going to be a devaluation of paper currencies and all that kind of a thing. And those things, types of things will be in the news. Uh, others are going to try to uh, dethrone the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency, and eventually that's going to happen. But what are you supposed to do? If you live in most of the Western societies, you've probably got sufficient food, you probably have clothes, you probably have a place to stay, uh, especially if you're able to watch a video like this. Uh, but, of course, in many parts of the world, they're much more impoverished. But wherever you live, whether it's first world or developing world country, is what you make all yours? A lot of people think it is. They think whatever they make is theirs and it's nobody else's business. Years ago, uh, the late uh, Herbert Albert Armstrong wrote an article called Ending Your Financial Worries. And in it, he's, he quotes people, says, what's mine is mine and all that kind of stuff. But then he says, you know, what you earn isn't really yours. And he said that basically there's a couple of claims to your income. One, in most societies, is government taxes. Government has various claims. They decide uh, whatever percentage they want, and they go ahead and take it. And most people realize that. But Herbert Armstrong pointed out that the Bible teaches that the first claim actually is God's. It's the fact this is that God made everything. But you may say, well, look, I did all this work and I got everything. But the reality is, the Bible says in Genesis 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. And if you look throughout, you'll see that God made everything. And what we have, basically, we utilize things that God created originally, and then we get to, uh, to live and produce food and all that kind of stuff. But the fact is that God created everything, and the Bible shows that God has a prior claim. Uh, in Job 41, verse 11, it says, for example, Whatsoever is under the whole heaven is mine, claims God. Now that's from the Old King James Version. And I'm going to read also uh, Exodus 19.5, again from the Old King James. Behold, the heaven and the heavens is the eternals. Thy God, the earth also, and all that's in it therein. So we see that you know God has a claim to pretty much everything you have. And if you go further in the scripture, you'll find out that God talks about things such as tithing. And God wants people to give tithes and offerings. And if these things are for man's good. Now, some of you will say, tithing, you mean like giving 10% of my income or my net income? Yeah, that's pretty much what tithing is. Because tithing is a word that means tenth. You say, well, I can never do that. And a lot of people think that they can't, partially because they haven't tried and partially because they don't want to make changes in their life that would allow them to do so. What they don't realize, though, is that God's laws and God's ways do work. And they're based on love. They're not based on greed. God doesn't need your money. The church doesn't need your money. Yeah, we, we like to have a certain amount of money to keep going. Um, but God has a plan. God wants 
to give to you. God wants you to give to, to him. And God wants all that's done to help everyone. So when you give to God's church, what you're doing is actually not giving to God himself, although God recognizes it, but God actually uses that money to help other human beings. And so that's what this is all about, this whole cycle. But a lot of people don't believe that they should do so. In Malachi chapter uh, 3, verse 10, it says, Prove me now uh, herewith, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough for you to receive it. So God's saying, look, prove him. Find out if his ways work or not. But most people don't believe that God is their partner. Most people don't believe that they need to do what God says upon that because they believe that they're just fine. In Malachi 3, it talks about people being cursed with a curse because they've robbed God. And they say, well, they robbed God. And the Bible says they've robbed God through tithes and offerings. Now, I realize some of you are going to discount this and say that the New Testament got rid of tithing, even though Jesus said that people should still tithe. And even though records of church history suggest that the early Christians did practice tithing, Money is certainly not the most important thing. And I named this particular uh, video Dealing with Financial Worries. And while I do believe that tithing is one way in order to help, obviously trying to work to try to produce and to, uh, to try to budget helps. Actually, the whole idea of tithing, by the way, kind of forces one to budget, perhaps in ways that you're not comfortable with. Now, I know some people are more financially oriented and they like to do that kind of stuff. And other people are like, oh, I don't know, this kind of scares them. But if you do start to tithe, you will have to budget. And if you do tithe already, you already realize that you kind of have to budget. You kind of have to think. And that's actually one of the blessings from God's laws. They are for your good. God is trying to get you to do things that perhaps physically or carnally speaking, you would not have your own wanted to do. As far as ending financial worries... Uh, you know, God doesn't expect you to just sit around on your hands and expect him just to provide blessings for you. If you take your Bibles and go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, and the rest of the scriptures I intend to read are from the uh, New King James Version, starting in verse 10. This is from the Apostle Paul. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this, If one will not work, neither shall he eat. For we hear that there's some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. Now those who are such we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they walk in quietness and eat their own bread. But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. So Apostle Paul saying, look, you should work. People should, should need to not work. On the other hand, it doesn't mean, brethren, you shouldn't help others. In the continuing Church of God, for example, we sometimes provide uh, support to orphans, to people in Africa, uh, throughout the world, other places where they may be hungry or whatever. We're supposed to do good. And by the way, in some of these other places, it's not that the people don't work, but that the wages are very low, and it's, it's, it's uh, more difficult than a lot of people understand. Now, a lot of people think that the solution is to lay up everything for themselves, have everything that they should have. But if you look in... Uh, Matthew uh, uh, 6, 19, Jesus said, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Verse 20, But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, so your heart is. So God is saying, or Jesus is saying here, you want to deal with your financial worries, 
have faith, rely on God. Now, the book of Matthew, uh, there's some more things. I'd like to go a little further in Matthew chapter 6, uh, starting in verse 24. No one can serve two masters. He'll either hate the one or love the other. He'll be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And a lot of people think that, that, uh, that God, therefore, should always come second because it's not, God's not as important as their own finances and money. And most people in the world believe that, even if they don't say it directly. But look at what Jesus said, continuing in verse 25. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. So we're talking here about dealing with financial worries, just as Jesus is talking about. What you will eat or what you will drink or about your body and what you put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they don't sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you more valuable than them? And which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to your stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, all his glory, was not arrayed as one of these. So Jesus is saying, look, God has the ability to provide what you need. Most people don't seem to have the faith to believe that, but this is what Jesus is saying. Now continuing in verse 30. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today, here, and tomorrow is thrown in the heaven, will he not much more clothe you, you of, oh you of little faith? Again, Jesus is talking about faith, doing or believing God, having the faith in God. That's what's going to solve financial problems, your financial worries. Put your faith in God. Again, you're still supposed to work. We read that from what the Apostle Paul wrote in Thessalonians. But that doesn't mean that you're supposed to be worrying about the, the financial side. Verse 31, Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your Heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. So God knows. If you actually believe in God, God knows what you actually need. Verse 33, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. This next one, verse 34, kind of is like part of the capstone, if you will. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So Jesus is saying, look, yes, you can look at the world events and you can see things don't look so good. Do what you should do. Seek first the kingdom of God, which includes working when you can work. And God will provide. You're saying, well, it doesn't always seem like that. Obviously, it doesn't always seem like that. But that's why Jesus is saying that, you know, most people don't, don't view it that way at all. In uh, Luke 12, 15, I'd like to read something Jesus said. Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. A lot of people think that their life is all about the possessions. Well, when you die, you're not going to take it with you. Yes, I know people build... Uh, mausoleums, they build various edifices for themselves, but they're not really taking, going to take it with them. And we're supposed to do good when we can. And this is one of the reasons that uh, tithes and offerings are something that God wants people to do. It's for people's good. Now, a lot of people believe that the, the real solution is to just uh, accumulate a lot of wealth for themselves. But go to the book of James, chapter 5. I'd like to read a few verses here. James 5, starting in verse 1. Come now, you rich, weep and howl for your miseries, 
that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupted, your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded, and their corrosion will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have heaped up treasure in the last days. Indeed, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, cry out and cries the reapers have reached the ears of the Lord of the Sabbath. So God's saying, look, don't just hoard everything for yourself. You're not supposed to not pay those who should be paid, like your workers. But the other one, by the way, would be God or God's work. So these are things that you're supposed to do. Now I'd like to go to 1 John chapter 2, starting in verse 15. 1 John 2, starting in verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world, for if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Verse 17. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. He who does the will of God abides forever. Well, that would include working when you're supposed to work, uh, tithes and offerings as you should. And again, the whole process that God has you do, the fact that you're supposed to work, in fact, of tithing, encourages budgeting, planning, and all those types of things. In Western societies, we're going to see debt limits exceeded, more debt piled on, and eventually this world is not going to last. It will pass away, as it said in the passage I just read in 1 John 2. But he who does the will of God will abide forever. Economic problems are mainly due to sin and people not living God's way of life. But it may not necessarily be your sin, but maybe the sins of others. But have faith in God. Most people do not have faith. They will not walk by faith. People want to walk by sight. But the Bible says to walk by faith, not by sight. So you want to deal with financial worries? Believe God. Seek first God's kingdom, his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Bible News Prophecy Channel.